G'day, cunts. Welcome to episode number 68. We're almost at the funny number. Oh, shit. We're almost at the funny number. I've got to think of something to do for that. Hmm. Oh, uh, anyway, of the green cast. What a weird way to intro. Uh, podcast by me, Mr. Green Text, where I'm to myself, like a madman, in my bedroom. And uh, if you can see, uh, well, if you can see, if you're watching this on the YouTube, you'll notice that, oh my god, everything's changed. I'm in a bit more... I'm in... A, a box, <laughs> almost, it looks like. Um, I've moved places, which is why the uh, uploads have been kind of lackluster uh, for the past month-ish. Um, I've been trying to get a bunch of shit sorted, selling stuff, buying stuff, moving my entire operation, moving in with some people, sorting out some logistical bullshit. But yeah, I'm here now, I'm in a completely different place. Um, but I'm not really going to talk about too much, I think. I'm on the north sort of side, is really all I'll really say of Brisbane. Um, but yeah, dude, the, my favourite thing about this new place is that this bedroom is kind of slightly bigger than the last place. It's not as wide, but it is longer, which means that uh, my current land in my room, I'm kind of looking at one long wall, and then my bed is in the other corner. But because of that... I have space behind me, so I can do this! Look! I'm still going! I'm still going! Look! I don't know how well you can hear me, but look! I have a whole extra desk there that, uh... <laughs> is falling apart, apparently. Um, yeah, I've... I could build myself a bit more of a set than I'm going to be filming stuff in here now. So if I'm doing any more commentary-style videos, that'll be done in here. Won't have to go downstairs and set up sets there and whatever else and be awkward as I'm filming around other people. I can kind of just close up my bedroom and I don't have to worry about stuff. I recorded my green text here as well, which, uh... uh I know I said that with the last upload, I put a thing in the comments saying that, hey... Uploads should be back to normal from uh, this week, and clearly they weren't. I'm still kind of getting settled and figuring out, uh, you know, uh, times where I want to record, the best times to record. Um, I do live with an extra person now. Um, the three, it's actually the Musketeer household now. Um, if you'd listened to the last podcast, we all live together now. So uh, I think we mentioned it in there, I can't remember, but yeah, we all live here now. Um, everyone has different schedules and stuff, so I'm just trying not to be super loud because i do share a wall with both of them on either side now i think yeah pretty much but yeah i've this place is so much more spacious as well as the biggest thing compared to the last place and oh the fucking do i even really talk about this i don't think it's really doxing myself if i talk about the last place oh, i mean i don't live there anymore now i don't have any ties to it at this point now um, <laughs> I basically lived in a very, how do I put this, ghetto-y area, I think is the best way to put it. I literally had to write down on my screen here uh, a list of stuff that would happen. Um, obviously people that are around the Brisbane area know of the, uh, or even just in sort of Queensland, they know this sort of, uh, I think scummy is the wrong word, but sort of like, lower socio-economical places that crime's a little bit higher and is just more of a kind of a sketchier suburb. You know, you've got your Caboolches, you've got, uh, you've got your Logans, obviously, and Southside. Um, I don't think I'll say what specific suburb I lived in. Um, no, I don't think I will even then. But I did sort of, uh, I was, I was north, I was north side, I will say that, and I was sort of close to the city, which is all I'll say on that. Um, but I had to, there was stuff that was happening to me where I'm just like, I really want to talk about this. So, but I had to make sure that it wasn't like on the news or there wasn't any articles. And I don't, and I double checked and I don't think there was on any of this stuff. Um, so even then I think I'm kind of fine. But just for, like, my sake, and, you know, I was talking to my roommates about it as well. Um, they obviously know about the stuff that I do there on the fucking podcast. Um, and they're okay with me sort of saying it, but, you know, I still kind of don't really want to say the suburb specifically. Um, but, <coughs> I think there's an article on this one, but, so, whatever. Uh, we had moved into this place, and had been there for maybe less than a week, maybe two weeks. 
and uh, literally up the road from us, maybe two minutes, uh, there was a house where, uh, I mean, there's no other way to put it, and I'll, I'll deliver it the best I can without, you know, being serious. Uh, a child, a baby died in its cot, literally up the street from us. Uh, due to, uh, I mean, it, I, th- I think it said, like, uh, something, it's, it's like something, sudden baby death syndrome. So it's something like, it sounds made up, but basically, you know, I heard conflicting stories of, uh, you know, it rolled over in its sleep and just suffocated. Um, I then happened to find out, this is, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. So that baby had died up the street. There was literally like cordoned off with police tape for literally like two weeks with police being there around the clock doing investigation and that sort of stuff. About six or seven months later, I had I had some car troubles and I had to get my car towed all the way back to said suburb. And uh, I was talking with the guy who was towing me and it just so happened that he had grown up in the suburb uh, and had spent most of his time there. And I mentioned the story to him of like, oh yeah, this uh, this baby up the road like died, and he's like, oh yeah, man, that's the that's probably the baby makeup. Surprised this store there, and I'm like, the fucking what now? Sorry, <laughs> I as soon as he started talking about that, and look, not the stereotype, especially truckies and tow truck drivers, but he's about what you expect, sort of shorter, stockier. Bald, spoke with a bit of a bogan accent to him as well. And as soon as he mentioned, oh, so-and-so the nickname, I knew I was fucking in for it. Uh, and he went on to explain that they've probably had upwards of at least 10 children that they literally just pop out for the no other reason than they get tax benefits. Or not tax benefits, they just get benefits uh, to help raise the children. And that's their whole scheme, is that they're a full-time mum just literally fucking plopping out babies which surely after like the like sixth baby it much it must just fucking fall out at that point surely after the tenth you fucking sneeze and you accidentally give birth to a oh uh don't know if i'll complete that joke yeah look yeah ten babies that's that's way too much you're part of the problem a population problem at that point i'm surprised you can have that many children legally I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Is there a law saying you can't have this many children? Like, obviously, there's laws in China where they famously had the one-child policy. I wonder if there's any laws saying that you can't have this many kids that isn't China. Hmm. Hey, Google. Is there any law in Australia that restricts the amount of children you can have? Yeah, that was that was way too specific. Oh. <laughs> no, I think I'm fine, Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It says, yeah, huh? That's a weird thing. Anyway, yeah, he then goes on to tell me how this cunt grew up in gangs, apparently, and regularly get into gang fights with the opposing suburb as well. Wild dude. Immediately uh, got the vibe. Uh, that he's a duty sort of bloke, and then started making sort of misogynistic jokes. But that was mainly just for my own fucking safety, because I knew I had to befriend this guy if I wanted to be able to get home in one piece. Uh, so there was that incident. Um, <laughs> probably about two or three months at this point as well, uh, I was down in the garage working on something, when casually my roommate comes down the stairs saying, Hey... Uh, I think there's a fire. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, doing some electronical work on something or other. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in front of the thing that's most likely to catch fire right now. And he goes, no, look outside. And I open the fucking back front door and I just see orange glow. There's right behind where my unit place was. There was a car park to another, another place. And... It was, there was a car just on fire, literally about two meters from our back fence. And uh, it must have just started because there was no, like, chatter. I couldn't hear anyone, like, scurrying around or anything like that. And I had that fucking thought of just, like, do I, that's, that, that fire's right there. Do I, should I start packing my stuff? Or, like, is, I had that thought in my brain of, like, 
I know I don't know if it's so much of a thing in other places in the world, but especially when you're in uh, school, we would get firefighters come in talking about us like a to-go bags of like you know have your files like or that you want on here like your birth certificate and whatever so you can grab them in the case of a fire or anything like that. I had that thought running through my brain of just like holy shit, what things should I should prioritize? Should I go up and get my computer? Should I start loading stuff out to the front lawn just in case? Uh, and then meanwhile, the people that are in the unit beside us to the right, this is happening like right directly behind us, I could see them just be like, oh, whoa, there's a fire. And I'm just like, well, I guess this is the time. And I had to call the fire brigade for the first time. You know, give them, give them my details and everything. And thankfully, uh, the fire brigade was just up the road from us at this point, but still took about five or six minutes to get there. And it was terrifying, man. There was a point where... I guess the the horn caught on fire. So not only was the fire going, there was also just a a, a very consistent until one point it just went and you just hear a pop and you just see like dust fly out from the frame. Just like oh, there goes the horn finally. So it was just this yeah, like I said, just this low hum of just watching this fire just be like, mm, I hope that doesn't spread to the fence and then to our yard, because we're fucked then. Uh, but yeah, thankfully they got there in time. They uh, doused it before it really spread anywhere else. Don't know how it really started. Didn't hear any follow-up or anything else like that. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of sketchy shit that uh, I would watch from my uh, kitchen window as well. I need to get a new mask. This keeps slipping down a little bit. Sorry. I am not cutting this out of the podcast as well. I've been growing a bit more of a beard, so it's kind of itchy against me too. <laughs> That's epic. Um, <coughs> so, from our kitchen window as well, uh, probably about the first, like, up to, like, five months, uh, we were at the, the old place for maybe, like, close to two years. Um, the first year, from our kitchen window, we could see down another street, and uh, probably about three houses down from the opposite street, we could see what we called the drug house, for obvious reasons. Uh, we had high suspicions that they were running some sort of drug business from their house. Because we would see people at all hours of the night just pull up uh, and leave again. We would see uh, literal police raids. There was points where I watched police literally leave with like a little baggie that had like the stereotype like <laughs> evidence thing across it. With, like, some weird-looking uh, stuff. Uh, would have music blaring all the time. Like the sort of hell sort of neighbours that you'd see on a carrot affair and that sort of shit. Um, except it affects me, so obviously a lot, a lot more of a problem. Um, the, not only were there was the drug house there, but on one of the end units of where we lived, uh, before they moved out, got kicked out, I don't know, uh, we think they were also dealers. Uh, because there was a point where, also from my kitchen window, I watched about four Eshe-looking sketchy cunts uh, crowd around and then hand out literal fucking uh, tiny resealable bags of white-looking powder at about 12pm on, like, a Tuesday, bro. <laughs> it's like out in the broad daylight. Uh, and uh, it, it, the drug house, I think, I don't know what happened to the people on the end unit, one day they were just moving. I think they got found out or got kicked out. I don't know. And then it was just some other like regular normie family with like a tiny dog that lived there. And they were fine neighbors. Don't really talk to them that much. Don't even know their names. Um, but yeah, the drug house uh, that we could see from our kitchen window. That Oh, one other quick story about it. That um, also made me think that the people in the end unit from us were also drug dealers. Was... At about 11 o'clock at night, and on like another weeknight, both my roommate and I were just sitting at the kitchen window as we watched this car, with all of its lights turned off, pull up in front of our letterbox. A dude got out from his car, from the passenger side, quickly ran to the letterbox, put something in it, got back in, and then drove away while the lights are still off. And we're like, hmm, pretty sure we just watched the drug deal or a drop-off go off. <laughs> and then... So, I, it's also funny just seeing it from his perspective, just like, oh yeah, doing a drop-off. And he just sees two, like, uh, guys in their early 20s just staring at them very blatantly from the kitchen window. And I'm pretty sure I even gave him a wave, too, just so he knew that we were fucking watching him. Oh, bro. 
We would see fucking police cars regularly just like come up and down our fucking street at the last time as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, the next thing on there, watched a drug bust from my kitchen window. Again, bro, my kitchen window, fucking prime spot for just watching going-ons in the neighborhood as well. It wasn't even like, sure, we were off like sort of a main road, but it wasn't like that busy that it should have been that much of a hunt spot. Uh, I remember, again, sort of later at one night, I remember hearing, like, some sort of, like, commotion or bang out front, and I could see, uh, I think I was this time, I was looking from my bedroom window, which also, like, was the second story, I could look down, and I could see, like, a bit more of a wider view of everything. Uh, and I look out, and I just see some dude sitting in the gutter with his hands, like, behind his back, sitting down with the police lights, like, going on as he pulled him over and everything. Dude just getting arrested right in front of a fucking house again. <laughs> uh, there was... Oh, there was an Uber driver that got fucking uh, punched on uh, as well. Again, I think it was, like, sort of later uh, in one night. Again, I just heard commotion, peep out the fucking window. Uh, and I just see, like, a guy get out of the car, walk around to the driver's side, open up the window, and then throw a punch <laughs> inside the fucking car. And then everyone else get inside the car, and then just start, like, walking up and down. And then I think the guy who was originally driving finally just, like, drove away. Uh, and then as they were, like, walking up and down, I think they walked up over somewhere else. And then I just saw a police car like, slowly, like, looking around that someone had obviously called, but they came way too fucking late, and they were long gone as well. Uh, the other big one is that uh, there was a streaker, uh, a literal stereotype of a guy that was in a fucking brown trench coat <laughs> that would go up to people and just, ha, bam, fucking just show him his dick and then run off, I guess. I didn't hear too much of that. I didn't see it uh, in first-hand account. But a lot of people I knew apparently did. Um, there were times... Oh, uh, there was a period where I was going for runs in the morning. And, you know, it's, it's a real good way. I need to do that in this area too, I think. It's a good way to learn the layout of a new place. Is just, like, go for a run. And just, you know, learn the layout of the place. And so there was a period where I was going to a bunch of runs in the morning. And uh, literally, like, three streets away. I'm like, oh, this is a dead end. So I go up down this way. And, uh... By the time I'd gotten back up to the start of the street, after realizing it was a dead end, uh, three police cars had come down the street, quickly pulled up, and then uh, watched a bunch of them rush into another group of units while another guy's like aggressively like typing stuff in on his iPad as he's rushing into. So uh, yeah, I lived in a really fucking nice neighborhood before that. <laughs> oh, and oh yeah, so the big thing is uh, as well. I think I talked about it. I don't... Maybe I did. I don't know if I did. Uh, but my roommate and I especially found it, like, kind of amusing that we lived in a sort of getaway area. Like, you know, we're two guys in our mid-twenties, you know. We're not a girl living by ourselves, uh, Or two girls living by themselves or whatever, you know. We got that male privilege, you know. There'd been times where I'd left my fucking front door unlocked because I'd forgotten. And I felt completely safe, you know, because I'm a man and I can protect myself and whatever fucking masculine stereotypes or whatever. Uh, but there was one incident where the uh, <laughs> the allure and the funniness of living in the ghetto kind of wore off pretty quick when I had my car broken into and I had shit stolen from my fucking car. Uh, I don't know if I told the story. If I have, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell it again. Uh, just because it's very funny and very amusing. <laughs> um, when I say broken into, I mean that I left my car unlocked, unfortunately. Um, and the previous night, I had come home really late at like 12 o'clock, or I'd finished work at like 10, and I'm like, I really want a gym session, so I'm going to go to gym. Uh, it was pretty close to me, like five minutes, I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to go to gym, get a nice session on the fucking bag and everything, pumping some weights, whatever. I uh, went to the sauna afterwards, so I changed changed all my clothes to a new set so I could sweat in something else. Went for a nice shower afterwards. <coughs> Sorry, I just had dinner not that long ago and stuffed my face. <laughs> um, and I got home at like 12.30, close to 1am, and I was so fucking tired. I'm like, ah, 
I don't want to bring my fucking gym gear in right now. I'm just going to leave it here and I'm going to get it in the morning. Uh, so I left it in my car, went back inside. Uh, and the next morning I was doing a wash and I'm like, oh, I need to go to my car. I need to go grab all the uh, gear from last night. I was at gym and go wash all that. All the stinky, sweaty stuff. Uh, you know, just had a shower. Some of it's still kind of wet. I should probably go get that. Oops, left it in my car. Oh, well. That's fine. I'll go wash it now. Uh, I go to my car and I'm just like, oh, that's, that's funny. My, uh, my gym bag isn't in here. Huh. And I'm like looking around. It's not in the front seat. Pressure left it there. Let's probably throw it in the back seat. That's weird. It's not in the back seat. Go inside. Can't find it inside. None of my bedroom. And then I'm like, I definitely, definitely left it in my car. That's strange. And then I look inside my car again. Uh, I've been coming in from my passenger side. I walk around to my driver's side and I notice my driver's side uh, door is slightly ajar. Like, it had been opened but not fully closed. And I'm like, and I get the realization of just like, oh shit, wait a minute. And I look inside and I have uh, a little Bluetooth adapter thing uh, for the cigarette lighter because my car doesn't have Bluetooth. Uh, as well as, like, you know, my charging cable for that. Uh, and an aux cable as well. And so my Bluetooth adapter had been pulled out as well as my charging cable uh, that had been left there. My aux cable was missing. And then I put two and two together and I'm like looking around the car and I'm like, oh shit, I have a fucking drill that I just bought that I was building some stuff with. That's in the back seat. Oh, it's still there. Check my boot. I still had my skateboard and a couple other pieces in there. Everything's still there as well. And I'm looking through the rest of my car, uh, look at my glove box, everything's still in there as well. And then, so, and then I quickly recount, and I'm like, wait a minute. So a guy went into my car. Out of everything that's there, my headphones were still in there. Everything this guy had stolen, the $100 drill is still in there. He yoinked a $5 aux cable. And my gym bag, which also didn't have that much gear in it, but it, what it did had was a sweaty towel, a set of clothes that I had worn to work that day, another set of clothes that were completely soaked with water and sweat from the sauna, as well as another wet towel, and I think maybe some old leg pads that I've been using for uh, uh, a bit of Taekwondo stuff. <laughs> and so... All this cunt really stole at the end of the day was a fucking aux cable and my stinky wet gym clothes. And look, he also kind of have did me a favor because I was going to replace that gym bag at some point as well. It was getting quite tattered. I was actually really considering buying a new one real soon. And so at the end, he kind of have did me a favor getting rid of my old shit for me. But I did realize that uh, my set of uh, headphones that I was wearing were in my pants at this time. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, my headphones were in my pants that I wore to work and I forgot to take them out. So they've, I guess they've stolen like my buds as well. So I'm like, ah oh, shit, that's annoying. But in the end, that's still, I think, quite a net positive at the end of the day out of everything that got stolen. <laughs> um, another quick update for people, uh, for those who've been asking and me talking about the baby punting video. The baby video has been filmed. Uh, I'm currently just editing it. I've just been in hell fucking moving and doing other bits and pieces, sorting out shit. I am currently editing it. And to prove it uh, to you, I guess people on the podcast can get a bit of a teaser. Uh, <laughs> it's the fucking head of the baby as well. It has a uh, resin skull on the inside. You can probably hear it if I do. You can hear it. You can kind of even see its skull uh, a little bit as well. And isn't that fucking absolutely terrifying? Got a bit of weight to it as well. Oh man, that uh, <laughs> the shutter speed is not great. There's, God, I mean, there's a webcam. Um, but yeah, just to prove you, it has been filmed. <laughs> Decapitated head of a child. <laughs> it isn't real, YouTube. Please don't fucking censor me, demonetize me. Um, I do actually say in the video as well, um, at the end, um, that uh, someone that is subscribed to me on Patreon uh, and has been subscribed uh, for the next month, will randomly be selected and will uh, get this shipped out to them anywhere in the world uh, as well. So if you want this baby head, for whatever reason, I'll sign it if that's something you want. Um, yeah, we'll ship it out to you. So uh, yeah, if you sign up to the next, uh, <gasps> the next month, which I think we're in December, so what's that? The fucking sign up in January? I... 
you can get the chance to get this baby head. So uh, there's that. That's the update I have to give. Also, I'm just waiting on a couple of the cameos uh, from some other creators as well. Which I think on that, um, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, but uh, the cro the small crossover of people who are fans of uh, Lewis Spears and Luke Kidgel, um, or even their combined radio show, more specifically a podcast, I should say, uh, the Luke and Lewis show. Um, I am, I do have a small thing involved, well, a kind of a, a big thing involved with the, uh, the Lugies, uh, this year. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. Your boy's gonna get a pretty big shout-out, and, uh, it is very funny. Been working with, uh, Luke for a bit of a surprise towards uh, someone on the show that's all i'm gonna say really it's taking a lot of time i'm gonna finish it on time hopefully been utilizing the new workshop and the new space pretty heavily and yeah be on the lookout your boy's gonna get a pretty big shout out probably and uh yeah feels kind of weird uh working with uh especially your comedic sort of uh I guess, they're, I guess they're my peers now. At this point, they've both been on my podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Be on the lookout for uh, the Loogies this year. I think the date is going to be like the 22nd of December. It's on the Luke and Laws show. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. That's all I want to say. I don't want to spoil stuff. I'm currently looking at the prototype. Oh, I think that's even giving it away too much. Anyway, I'm going to move on in case Luke listens to this and then says something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do I have? Oh god, fucking uh so <laughs> last night uh I went to go see Dune for the first time in uh IMAX because for whatever fucking reason, uh Warner Brothers thought it'd be uh, a cool thing to do, uh delaying Dune two extra months to Australia, even though it's been out for fucking two months in America. In fact, it's been so fucking long, and, uh, you know, it's even on their HBO Max streaming service, which we also cannot get in Australia as well. Um, there is complete HD 4K rips of Dune that's been out there for, like, well over a month at this point. And I'm surprised they're even really selling any tickets here, considering that. Um, I suppose it's for cunts like me that do want to go for the cinematic experience. Uh, but I also just wanted to see it in IMAX as well, which is... Oh, well, we don't have IMAX here. We have VMAX, which it might be some copyright bullshit, but it's basically the same thing. Big giant screen with Dolby Atmos surround sound stuff. Um, and, you know, I was keen to get back into it. I hadn't seen this many films this year because uh, of the certain virus that's been ravaging a lot of the planet. Stuff have been delayed. Cinemas haven't been open the entire time. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, felt good, bought me snacks, uh, everyone in the South Souls, the Three Musketeers, we went to go see Dune, uh, last night, uh, all sat down together and whatnot, and, uh, this other character, uh, who was this, uh, I guess, bald man, I'm gonna say mid-thirties, wearing a white t-shirt, shorts, thongs, uh, maybe autistic, to be determined, uh, <laughs> he pulls up next to me, and I quickly move and move my stuff over, and I'm just like, oh, no, worries, no worries, mate, you don't, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'd rather just, you know, not have my stuff right beside you. Little did I know that he had not one backpack, but two backpacks, and also an esky beside him that he'd just taken into the cinema at, like, a three o'clock showing for Dune on, like, a Thursday, bro. And, uh, <laughs> we're about five minutes into the movie and I just see him pull something out of his pocket and then start doing this and I'm like what the fuck and I look over this dude and this I guess this is one of these things that like isn't illegal but like makes you look like a fucking psychopath <laughs> when you're in public this dude in the middle of a cinema just as the movie had started whipped out his fucking dental floss and then just starts flossing his fucking teeth in the cinema. And he's doing it for like five minutes. And <laughs> the way he's doing it, Cunt looks like he's fucking playing the harmonica. He's doing it so fucking 
moving his head back and forth and doing one of these. My fucking mad lad of a friend <laughs> whips out his phone and covertly films it. So I, just to prove you to you that I'm not fucking telling porkies, he fucking filmed the cunt, flossing his teeth, and I'll put the video in here. And so, as this guy's doing it, I'm like, looking over to my friend, like, is this really happening? What the fuck is this guy doing, bro? Is this guy for real? And, uh, <laughs> that was not the end of it. About halfway through the film, oh, not long after, so, what's the timeline of this? Probably a couple minutes later, he, uh, then reaches into his bag, pulls out his fucking, like, cowboy looking hat and then walks out of his seat and then just puts it over one of the lights on the sides of the seats that show like the bro number which yeah, sometimes you know yeah that light can annoy you in your peripheral vision or whatever can't fault the guy but fucking straight flossing your teeth man that's just that's that's something else bro fucking I, I wish that was also the end of it but halfway through the film, man reaches into his bag again, pulls out his Tupperware container of what only I can assume is like honey chicken with rice or something, does not have any uh, cutlery or anything, because why would you? You're in a cinema with a Tupperware container. <laughs> he then just starts eating his dinner out of a fucking Tupperware container, bare fingers, fucking slurping as he does, not keeping his mouth fucking shut, so all I'm hearing, this guy is sitting next to me, by the way, like, the cinema's relatively sort of empty, and out of every way, he fucking sitting next to me, so this man is just sitting next to me, not a fucking care in the world, just slurping away. for like five or six minutes and again I'm like looking over to my friend I'm like are you seeing this is this guy is this is this real is this really fucking happening still and then he fucking closes up his Tupperware container puts it back into his backpack spends another two or three minutes fucking licking off every finger in like the stereotypical fashion like you'd see in a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon like he's licking all his fingers He does it like three fucking times to make sure he gets every little fucking drop of whatever the fuck he had for food. Puts it away. I'm like, okay, finally, surely. He's fucking flossed his teeth. He's had his fucking dinner now. He's settled in. Surely that's enough. No, for the next like 10 or 15 minutes, I then just hear... I'm like, <laughs> there's a point, like, this man is just in his own world and so oblivious to other people. There were points where I just, like, I just stared at him for, like, two minutes. Just been, like, did not notice me at all. I stared at I did that, like, three times to him, just staring at the man. Not breaking eye contact, just trying to watch him, just been like, eh? Can you not? Just, like suck down your mucus loudly while watching this film, please. Oh, and then it gets to a head. At this point, the movie, you know, Dune's pretty long. It's almost three hours. We're like three quarters of the way through the film. The dude then whips out his phone and starts texting someone. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. You know, I've done that before. That's why I usually sit at the back sometimes, you know, in case I need to text someone or whatever. Uh, but he's on it for like another five minutes or so. Uh, and I'm like, okay, he's been on that for a while now. <laughs> I look over because I'm curious. I'm just like, all right, this man's already flossed his teeth, already had his entire dinner, gets annoyed by the light. What's he doing? Comes fucking checking his flights of flight center and texting his friend about, like, what flights to buy. And I'm like, 
How did you? Why did you go to the? Why did you go to the cinemas? Why are you here? This clearly is not a place for you. You went to an IMAX screening, bro. How are you this unaware of social etiquette? <laughs> Fucking doing my head in. And it's also because he's on flight center. The background obviously is white. And the dude has his brightness full fucking blasting. And so I can't focus on the film at all, because I just see this bright white light of fucking Fly Center app. And I just have it, and I'm just, I whisper to him, just like, Hey, man, sorry, could you put your phone away? It's real, really bright, and it's kind of very annoying. And he just, he just goes, oh, yeah, sorry, I do apologize. I'm just organizing uh, my friend to pick me up. I won't be much longer. And I'm like, okay, thanks, man. And so another five minutes pass, and he's still like, fucking phone is blasting, and I'm st- I'm like, it's it's getting pretty late into the film, and I'm like, I need to pay attention, but I can't. And I just go over to him again, and I just say, Hey man, sorry, could you leave the cinema if you're still gonna be on your phone, man? You your light is so distracting. And then he, I just watch him snap, and he just goes, I told you, I'd already apologized to you, mate. I told you. I'm I've 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 I've, I've <laughs> I'm I'm getting irritated by the fact just by the retelling of this. I apologize to you. I told you I'm not going to be much longer, and then just start swearing at me, and I'm like, dude, calm down. I told I just told you to turn your brightness down. It's very irritating. Just please leave the cinema if you're going to continue doing this. And he goes, do you want it? Come on, mate. Let's go take this outside, you fuckhead. And then meanwhile, my my. Blessed roommate, he turns into like, bro, chill the fuck down. He just asks you to turn his screen brightness down or just leave the cinema. And then he just gets more and more fucking irritated with me. Uh, and I start having like a, like a sort of medium screaming match with him. I'm just like, mate, please, just, I don't want to deal with this. Please, bro. I just told you just turn your screen brightness down or leave the cinema. You've been on it for like 10 minutes, man. I can't focus on the film. Fucking, he's still, like, half doing his block and then puts it away, like, two minutes later. And then about five or six minutes after that, the movie is still going. I watch him fully, like, pack up a bunch of his shit. And then that's when I noticed the first time after he, like, almost forgot his, like, cowboy fucking hat. This dude had a full-on esky that he bought into the cinema with him as well. This dude was, like, full-on like, had camping gear with him, essentially. And he just gone to, like, an IMAX, like, screening of Dune. I'm like, this is not what I imagined this guy would be doing with his time. And, of course, as he reached the very bottom of the cinema, leaving, I just hear, Fuck you! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess he's leaving and met one of the ushers as well. Can hardly focus on the film. I try to focus as much as I can as it ends. Uh, it finally ends. My friend and I are just like, bro, we cannot believe that just happened out of everywhere. That's where he fucking sat. And I look at the seat beside me as well. And there's something there. And uh, my roommate just goes, oi, what's that there on his seat? I pick it up and immediately throw it back down. The dude fucking left. He's dead to floss there. <laughs> He's dead to floss kid. I took a picture of that too and I'll pop it in here. <laughs> on the seat I can't make this shit up bro and so we're fucking like laughing just like bro we cannot believe that this happened uh as as we walk out I notice one of the ushers walking past and I I'm just like hey man sorry uh did you see a bald man with an esky run out the center he's like yeah man he like sprinted out he's like why is that and I'm like oh he was sitting next to me and just started flossing his teeth and uh, thankfully, this mad lad, he's just like, hey, man, yes, sorry about that. It sounded like he was a real fuckhead and everything. Uh, we'll, uh, I'll talk to my manager and I'll get you sorted out and get some free tickets. Uh, so uh, to prove again that I'm not fucking lying, uh, <laughs> here we go. We regret the interaction of your movie experience, a VMAX thing. Uh, and then on the back, I've already used the code for a Spider-Man screening, but uh, I got a free movie <laughs> out of it. Um let me mute my Facebook, so... Fucking goddamn it, I thought I muted that. Hold on. I'm not cutting the sound of the podcast. Yeah, so... <laughs> we got set up with some free tickets that uh, I then immediately used when I got home to book uh, uh, some tickets uh, for Spider-Man, which is uh, two weeks from now. I managed to get tickets quite easily 
on opening day because they live in Australia, not America, and things aren't overpopulated, and there's plenty of cinemas here. <laughs> but yeah, like, what are the fucking odds out of everywhere? That fucking guy literally sat next to me. <sighs> what is my fucking life, bro? <laughs> Oh yeah, so one of the last things I want to get into as well before we get into questions of the podcast um, <laughs> was a thing that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, so Adele obviously released her latest album, been on, you know, a huge fucking, uh, 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 what's that called? Um, publicity uh, thingy do where they get interviewed by a bunch of people. One of the big three news networks here in Australia, uh, Channel 7, uh, apparently paid over a million dollars to get an exclusive interview with Adele uh, to air in Australia here. They flew out someone all the way (laughs) to London to interview her for this, like, hour or whatever it was. Uh, They rock up, (laughs) and uh, during the interview, Adele noticed that uh, the guy, what's his name, Matt Doran, was being, you know, a bit coy about his questions, and then asked, uh, what do you think of my album? He replied, I haven't listened to it. (laughs) This man flew, like, fucking, like, what's that, like, probably like a 20-hour flight from, like, Australia to London. All that way, expenses fucking paid, He's probably got a good bit of that chunk as well. The company paid a million dollars for that exclusive interview. He rocks up, hasn't listened to the fucking album, hasn't done any research for it at all. And Adele got so fucking mad that uh, she refused to let Channel 7 have the footage of the interview. Uh, and then sent them home, and then promptly kept the million dollar paycheck that uh, Channel 7 spent for him. And fucking good honor. What an absolute fucking queen. But I've never heard anything more Australian, <laughs> or to the highest degree of, ah, fuck it, I'll wing it. How hard can it be? <laughs> Like, you promised no doubt you could have, like, listened to it on the fucking plane ride. Even, like, traveling from the airport to the interview, I'm sure you could probably get through, like, what? Her album's probably, like, an hour? Surely traveling at some fucking point, you could probably at least get through it. But the man's just like, ah, fuck it. It's Adele. How hard can it be? It all sounds the fucking same anyway. Sure, I don't mean, like, look, we've all fucking done that too of, like, you know, you've completely forgotten about a school report or some shit like that, and you're like, fuck it, I'll wing it. I've done shit like that before. Uh, I had, uh, like, a book report thing for, um, I don't know what it was. It was, like, it was in, like, English at some point, and I just did not fucking read. Oh, it was Catcher in the Rye. Didn't want to read the book, still didn't really like reading that much. I just went on, like, a fucking... Uh, I think it was Thug Notes, or like some recap thing like that. Watched a 10 minute video, wrote my entire fucking report based on that past. (laughs) Instead of that, this guy, his boss, paid a million dollars for him to do basically a report, essentially, on the same thing. And the guy didn't even fucking do that, bro. He didn't even fucking skim through, he just went... No, have a listen to it. <laughs> and I said to share that uh, with you guys, because that brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> of fucking seeing that. Fuck, I love Australia. <laughs> when they say you don't have any culture, like, um, try again, sweetie. Just fucking winging everything. Uh, okay, alright, so... Let's get into the most autistic part of this podcast. And that is, of course, where I answer questions, queries, topics, and a bunch of other shit from a bunch of you guys. So if you have any funny stories, you ever want any advice about anything for some reason from me specifically, uh, and you want to remain somewhat sort of anonymous, you can email me at mrgreentext at gmail.com. That's mrgreentext with an S. Or you can jump over the Discord, head over to the Greencast channel, and drop shit in there, and I'll read it. And uh, if it's not too meme I will probably actually read it on the podcast, because if you just say, why are you gay? 
Well, why aren't you gay? I, I mean, you've baited me into saying that now. I'm probably not going to read it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Meme, meme. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, man, that's a fucking throwback. Uh, Chester the Cheese Wizard 6 uh, says, How did that homemade gym equipment do you? <laughs> the one makeshift kettlebell he made out of concrete in a ball. <laughs> Um, so I kind of half did that for a bit of a meme. I used it a couple times for sessions because that was during the period. Uh, I basically moved to that place and then COVID happened like the next month and that's when all the gyms shut down and I'm like, oh fuck, that's, uh, shit. What do I do for working out now? So I just made the concrete ball. Uh, quickly realized how unsafe it really was. Uh, and just really went for runs and then used some of that like public gym equipment that you see people use from time to time. So, yeah, I was one of those cunts for like a couple months while the gyms were fucking closed still until they reopened. Uh, but yeah, I think that kettle, that concrete one got thrown in the bin right before we moved uh, to this current place. Um, do not recommend doing that for you as well. I know weights are expensive, but just, just get a gym membership, man. It's not worth it. Your safety's not worth it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Uh, Marshall Marshall says, Morning, Mr. Green. How are you? It's more evening at this point. Um, I'm doing pretty well, I think, to be honest. Uh, I, I had, like, a bit of a retrospective the other day. Um, I think I'm, like, pretty happy at the moment. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of people describe me as sort of carefree and not really a lot of stuff gets me down and I kind of just go through life like not much stuff affects me which has good and bad um like I can get over things relatively sort of fast um but yeah I think I'm doing I'm doing pretty good right now I'm living happy I'm not worrying about money really so much I'm in a nice spacious place I've got more of a set built out here I have fucking editors that I don't send stuff to so I don't get videos out um yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, Marshall. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Willery says, I had a dream where I got stuck in an elevator and forced myself to wake up soon enough to talk to the lady who answered the button. <laughs> what could this mean? Uh, it means you probably have some form of social anxiety. <laughs> That's probably, probably what it means. Oh, this one's right up my fucking alley. Uh, idiot in front of desk ask favorite flavor of monster mine's the white meme cam so uh, I am a fucking monster connoisseur I am a and anyone that knows me knows that uh, I drink probably an unhealthy amount of uh, energy drinks well I mean any amount is kind of unhealthy but usually I'll have like one with lunch one with dinner so two a day sometimes uh, sometimes it's just one sometimes it's two sometimes it's none most of the time, it's usually, like, lunch and dinner. Uh, tonight, it was only... I didn't have one, because uh, I was out with dinner with some other people. Um, but uh, I've tried most of them. We've only just gotten some of the other Stranger flavors here in Australia not that long ago. Uh, the the original, I think, honestly, is my favorite. It's the easiest to drink for me. It's not too gimmicky. It goes down quite nice. I can drink that... Uh, quite happily, a nice crisp uh, original monster is definitely my favourite. Uh, the I'm not so much of a fan of the white one, to be honest. I don't know why. It just tastes more like lemonade to me. I'm not really into that. Uh, I like the juice one, the pink one. The juice one's quite nice. That's also a good one. Uh, I fucking... The mango one is not that great, I think. And I think that's really the only flavors we really have here in Australia of Monster. It's like those, like, four, really. There might be some other ones that have came out recently. Oh, Monster had uh, an, uh, a sports supplement drink that came out not that long ago, I think. I'm pretty sure that was Monster. It came in, like, a plastic bottle and was, like, purple. It was, like, four bucks. It was okay. It just tasted like Gatorade with, like, a hint of Monster, essentially. Wasn't that great. Not the best. But, uh... <laughs> Because I drink so much uh, energy drinks, uh, I discovered that it's actually cheaper to buy it by the carton on Amazon. Uh, and so I, <laughs> I literally just buy 24 packs and get it shipped directly to my house. 
because uh, it costs like anywhere between like 40 to 50 bucks the price fluctuates a lot of the time for some reason that's 24 which like let's go average of like 45 so if I go 45 by 24 uh, it averages to about a dollar hang on wait no I times that you ape hold on bear with me 45 divided by 24 that's about a dollar eighty, dollar ninety uh, a can. Whereas you know, if you go into retail, you're minimum spending like two fifty, three dollars, sometimes four dollars at vending machines. So in the long run, I am saving a bit of money uh, by being a bit more of a degenerate and buying it by the fucking case on Amazon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do you love a golden gay time? I fucking love a golden gay time. And I'm going to give no extra content for that. Uh, let's see. Striker says, what would you would you get taste in the dick for 80 bucks? Uh, sure, probably. If it's just, you know, directly no clothes on, say for like three seconds, sure, I'll get taste in the dick for 80 bucks. Reduce the sperm count. Who cares? Probably don't want kids really, that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and last question. Uh, Sideburns guy says... How would you rate your most recent shit on a scale of 1 to 10? And I would say probably about a 7. There was a pretty good shit. Kind of nuggety. But it was one of those kind of shits where there wasn't that much that came out. But when you go to wipe, it's one of those fucking clean, clean ones where you just, you wipe and there's fucking nothing there. And you do the, the second wipe afterwards just to make sure that you didn't somehow miss all of the shit piled up in somewhere. And it was completely clean. <laughs> That's what we're going to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> shitty. A shitty way to end the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. If you made it the whole way through this uh, almost hour-long podcast, I think at this point, uh, please do let me know by including the word shit in your uh, comment as well. Um, and I'll give you a little fucking heart, and I know you made it the whole way through. And, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for watching, listening, and everything. I promise I'll actually get back to a proper upload schedule this week. Hopefully. I recorded stuff, I'm just waiting for my editor to send me back stuff, and I'm going to record even more the next couple days. To back in the throw of it, especially for December. The answer is going to be going up, so I need to get on my ship. But yeah, anyway, thanks so much for watching, and I'll catch you later, cunts.